Welcome to Grace Family Church. We are so glad you decided to check out our podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching from Pastor Tommy will encourage your faith and lead you towards the greatness God has planned for you. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Well, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you for making it out in the middle of the week. Um, just a couple of quick things. Um, I don't know if I'll do announcements every time um, because it really is my goal to I really felt like the Lord led me to make this a teaching service and get you in and out of here as quickly as possible without doing a disservice to what he wants me to communicate each Wednesday night. But um, a couple of quick things. Um, uh, 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 one of the things that's going to take place um, is uh, in October, um, our youth will begin meeting on Wednesday night instead of Sunday evenings. And so if you have teens or you know somebody that has teens, um, they'll come out and they'll have their own uh, get-together while we're meeting. So when Sunday nights have been a little difficult for them to come out or a parent to have to come back out after they've already been out once, although, I don't know, years ago you came out, you know, uh, average church attendance was three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But life changes, and so um, I will tell you that on Wednesday night, starting the first Wednesday night in October, our youth will begin meeting uh, here. Actually, probably the second Wednesday night in October, because the first Wednesday night in October... Uh, we will have a worship night on, on Wednesday night. And so the whole worship team will be here. Shannon will be leading us, and we'll have a full-blown worship night like we do quarterly, but it'll be just that Wednesday, first Wednesday night in October. So a couple of good things coming up there. But thank you for coming out. Um, you know, what I want to do tonight is I, wanna, I, I really felt led of the Lord to do some uh, in-depth teaching along certain topics as the Lord leads. And the first one is really about a 14-week series. It'll probably carry us through the end of the year. Um, and it's a, just a teaching on the fact that Jesus is our healer, uh, that he paid for us to be physically well and whole. And so we're going to dig into that. Tonight's going to be just a real introduction, probably be a little bit brief tonight, and then we'll dig into the truth. But Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 through 5, that's our foundational text for this teaching on the, the healing and, and the Jesus being our healer. And so we'll read that, and then let's just pray and believe God for what he has for us, and just believe that he'll give me the words, just like he you know, we always do, uh, to minister to us and to bring life to us. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1 says, uh, Who hath believed our report, and, whom, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces for him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. And then verse 4 and 5 is where we'll focus the entire series. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Let's pray before we begin. Father, thank you so much for your word, and I just pray that you'll lead and guide me through this as I teach tonight, and thank you for uh, just our eyes being opened, for truth being established, and for us walking out, here be- out of here better and equipped to face some of the challenges that life throws our way. And so I give you praise and thanks for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, this is a very often read portion of Scripture, well-known portion of Scripture, and really as we, as we jump into this series, we're going to really focus on the last few words of that text that we read. 
you know, because what we find in Isaiah 53 is the redemptive truths of what Jesus did for us. You know, verse 4 says, Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows. It says, Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. And so, you know, that was speaking of the nation of Israel. They believed God was punishing him when, they, when he hung on a cross. But really what was happening was he was being punished for our uh, situations in life that we deal with. And it talks about, you know, some of those five different things, or actually six different things, that he did for us on the cross. Number one, he bore our griefs. Um, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, how long you've lived in life, we've all suffered loss, right? And when you suffer loss, it causes grief in your life, and that grief can create sorrow and great heaviness. But Jesus bore that for us so that we don't have to feel like we have to carry that as some sort of obligation or we're doing a disservice to what we lost. The reality is, is you can give that to God and move forward because he bore your griefs. He also carried our sorrows. And then it says he was wounded for our transgressions. I've pointed this out many times. That word transgressions is really our individual sins. So he paid, he hung on a cross to pay for our individual sins that separate us from God. But it goes on to say he was also bruised for our iniquities. And iniquity isn't just our sins, but it's the actual innate thing in a, in, a, in a man that's not born again that causes him to want to sin. It's the sinful nature. And so he was bruised to remove our iniquitous uh, uh, nature and to give us a new nature. And then it says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So he also was chastised to give us peace. And so he is hung on that cross and the turmoil and the torment that he experienced. He, he paid to give us peace. Now, I pointed those out because as we really jump into this series, you know, most churches and, 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 and most religious circles will teach on those five truths very prevalently. Uh, but it just seems to me that for some reason, when it comes to the last uh, truth that Jesus paid for in regard to our redemption, there are questions about it. And I think there are lots of questions about it, probably more so because physical healing, because it says there by his stripes we're healed, right? So physical healing is a physical thing, right? If you look at the other ones, they're emotional, they're spiritual, they're things that we can believe change even though uh, we can't see them, right? And so you, because you don't see them, it sometimes makes it a little easier to believe. But when it comes to physical healing, I mean, that's a natural, practical thing. We all get sick, right? We all face diagnoses from the doctors, and those are just right in your face. And so what happens with a person that is you know, and I say this, I don't say this negatively, right, but a person that's carnally minded, a person that thinks like, doesn't think spiritually or according to what God's word says, the carnal mind will look at that and say, well, if, if we're healed, why, why am I dealing with sickness or why did so-and-so die or why did this happen, right? So we deal with, you know, those questions that are very practical, physical questions we deal with. And so I think because of that, what we find to be true is a need in man's pride, to reason away the basic truth of what God says. And what I mean by that is, is because it's hard for us to sometimes wrap our head around that we're the problem, <laughs> that it didn't happen because something happened on our end, right? Uh, but the truth is, what it says there, it says, it says there that he, by his stripes we were healed. Now, there's a whole lot built into that, and we're going to move through this over 14 weeks. You know, a lot of people say, we would even, you know, argue the point that, you know, that's talking about spiritual healing, not physical healing. Well, we'll get to that in this series. We'll talk about and show you very clearly that as this verse is referenced throughout Scripture, it's referenced in light of physical healing, not spiritual healing, because spiritual healing is taken care of in all the other things. And so what we'll find to be true is that, is that with his stripes, we're healed. But you know, the question is this then, you know, what are we going to use to establish 
this truth that it's God's will 100% of the time for you to be healed, right? Everybody say 100% of the time. See, because I got to tell you, if you you have an if when it comes to healing, then you're always going to struggle with faith to believe that it's God's will for you because you're going to think the devil's going to work on you, your mind's going to work on you, think, well, you're that one case where it's not his will, right? So what we have to do is establish truth from God's word that it is always his will for us to be healed. And, you know, I, I can see the question, well, does that mean we never die? No, because we're not redeemed from old age. We're not redeemed from the span of our life being over, but we're certainly redeemed from going out in pain and suffering and some sort of calamity or physical disease that, that, that God never intended for us to have. And so, and so we're going to learn about actually how, what does God's word have to say about this? And so we're going to talk first about really how do we establish uh, the truth on the matter. Everybody say truth. And so we want to talk about the right foundation for truth in our life. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24 says this. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And so it says there that if we build our life on God's word, we're on a solid foundation, right? But it goes on to say in verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, he shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Let's just stop there for a moment. So that doesn't just apply to healing, it applies to everything. You know, we've often probably faced situations in life where God's word says we should do this, but in our mind we think we're the exception. We think, well, you know, in this scenario it's probably better for me to do this. I can tell you, your better for you is never better than God's better for you, right? And what he says there is this. He says that a foolish man will look at the word and say, in this scenario, it doesn't apply to me. (laughs) That's foolish. Because why is it foolish? Because what he says in the next verse is absolutely true. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. So Jesus taught us that if we build our life upon his word, then what will happen is we'll be on a solid foundation. But if we don't have truth in our lives that we've established as this is the truth, no matter what I feel, no matter what I see, no matter what the doctors are telling me, no matter what my checkbook, if we don't establish truth in our life and what the truth is, then when problems arise, those problems will latch onto our life and that's what we'll have. You'll actually see destruction. You'll see things take place. So when sickness shows up, you're going to have that problem. And so Jesus stated that basing our life upon other sources would lead to devastation when the trials of life show up. Not knowing what God's word has to say about a matter will always rob you. You know, the scripture says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There are lots of good, good people, good Christian people that love the Lord, but because they haven't established a good truth base on the inside of them regarding healing, Oftentimes, they'll struggle with sickness. Not only sickness, but they'll struggle with chronic things, whatever those things may be. And so whatever you deal with in your life that is a physical infirmity, calamity, deficiency, God's word, I will tell you the punchline up front of this whole series, God's word promises you that you don't have to live with that. It is his will to set you free from it. And so, uh, and so, how, so, so what he says there, he says, if we, you know, uh, we need to build our life on the Word of God. And so what we really want to talk about tonight is this, is, and, and I, ta- I, I sort of mentioned this in passing in a lot of my messages, but I really wanted to establish this particular point at the start and outset of this series. I want to talk to you about the difference between truth and facts. 
Everybody say truth. Everybody say facts. A fact, according to Webster's Dictionary, hinges on one piece of evidence. But truth hinges on having all the facts, right? And so we can often believe a fact in our life. It's a very real fact. We're not denying facts, right? When we say it's God's will for us to be healed or we declare his truth that we are healed even though it doesn't look like it, right? But, but, the, but so, so facts are very real and oftentimes when we see a fact in our life, we can determine that this fact is the truth about my life. But keep in mind that a fact is only a single piece of evidence. You know, the best illustration I've ever found for this is like, you know, um, you, ever, you ever watched, uh, you know, if you watch TV, 2020, one of those investigative reports of, you know, uh, somebody that, you know, committed a murder or they, you know, they're trying to play it up. Did they commit it? Did they not? And who done it, right? And you're watching along in that series. And as you're watching, watching along in that, that particular episode, you know, they'll present some facts. And you're about halfway through it, and you're like, man, that person's guilty. Hang them out to dry, man, because they've only presented certain facts. But I've had the scenario in my life where I've actually watched that episode, and in the second half of the episode, they start presenting the other facts. Then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe they're not guilty. Maybe the facts that I was looking at aren't really the truth, right? And so what we need to understand is, is if we have to build our life on truth not facts, because truths are individual pieces of evidence, right? I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched some of those, but I mean, you know, there, there could be mountains of evidence that pile up that cause you to be like, that person is absolutely guilty. And then there's just one little piece, a fact that comes out that you didn't have proof of, right? The alibi, right? The missing alibi, and it pops up, right? And then you're like, oh, I was wrong, right? Well, I would tell you this, when it comes to physical healing in your life, God is the only one that has all the facts, right? You know, sometimes we think, you know, we need all the facts before we can solve something. But Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says there's a way which seems right to man. So there's a way sometimes it looks like that's the truth, right? But the end thereof are the ways of death. What's it saying there? It's saying just because you think you have all the facts, you don't. God knows. How many of you realize you're going to get to heaven and the first words that come out of your mouth when you walk in are going to be, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that, right? That's what's going to happen for a lot of us. It's going to be an eye-opening experience. And we're going to think we had it all figured out. And in, in reality, there are going to be some other facts presented to us that cause us to go, oh, man, I, I was wrong about that, right? But, but here's the great thing about God is this. He tells us up front what the truth is so that we don't have to have all the facts. He tells us by his stripes you were healed, right? So that's a truth that we want to build our life upon. And so, you know, the innate problem with basing your life on all the facts is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, 1, and, uh, 1 and 2 and 7. It says this, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be, and it gives a list of a lot of things, and then at verse 7 it says this, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. See, the problem with a person that, that has to, you know, uh, matter of fact, I, I know one individual that, you know, is friend, you know, friend of my son's, and he's like, I just can't believe in this gospel thing because, you know, I don't have all the facts. Well, the truth of the matter is he'll never believe because he'll never have all the facts right? 
And that's what this scripture says. In the last days, there are going to be people that just want, want the fact. Give me the fact. Give me more facts. Give me more facts. And no matter how much you learn, you'll never come to the knowledge of the truth because you don't have God's knowledge on the subject. And he knows the beginning, the middle, and the end of everything, right? And so, and so what that verse says is because there's only one who knows all the facts, the only safe person we can base our life upon and base our belief upon is what God says about the matter. And so God's word is final authority of what is truthful. And his truth has the ability to cleanse us from the present facts that we deal with. Jesus said in John 17, 17, he said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Over in Proverbs, it tells us that God's word is medicine to our flesh. When we take God's word and we believe it is truth, that truth has the ability to sanctify us and cleanse us. That word sanctify means this. It means to cleanse and by setting apart. You want to get set apart from your sickness? You want to get set apart from your chronic problems, back pain, headaches, whatever it may be? You want to get set free from that? You want to get separated from it? I'll tell you how to do that. Allow truth to be your source instead of the present facts you're dealing with. It, will, it has the capacity to separate you from your situation. Once we establish what God's Word says about healing, it will separate us from sickness. John chapter 8 and verse 31 says, then, Jesus, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, well, we already said his word is truth, right? So if you continue in the truth instead of the facts, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and notice this, the truth shall make you free, right? From what? Free from what? Free from the facts, free from your present situation, free from what you're dealing with. It'll establish truth in your heart so that you have faith to believe and receive because everything we receive from God is through faith. And so it will help you, as I like to say it, win in the courtroom of life. We talked about the 2020 episodes. A lot of times, you know, you'll see those courtroom, you know, evidence being presented. Well, whether we realize it or not, our life is constantly on trial by the enemy. We are constantly in the courtroom of life and how we win that is by allowing the truth to be presented into that circumstance instead of a bunch of facts by the accusing attorney. And so we see that in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. It says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast, cast down. Notice the accuser of our brethren. There is an accuser of us is cast down, which accused them day and night before God. Verse 11 says, And they overcame him. Overcame who? They overcame who? The one who's accusing you, the one who's presenting facts into your life saying this is truth, right? Because that's what he wants to do. He wants you to believe facts is truth instead of truth is truth. That's the whole battle, right? And it's just making a choice to side on the side of what God says. And so what does it say there? It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. So first of all, by being born again and what that did for us and what that blood did for us, it freed and set free all the blessings of God for anyone who would receive it. And it goes on to say, and the word of their testimony. So it's actually the word that we believe, the word that we speak and say over our lives that will allow us to overcome. And so Satan's constantly bringing the facts to our attention to get us to render a verdict about our situation. So, you know, case in point, example, you know, you go to the doctor because you've been having an ailment and it's perfectly fine to do that. And the doctor says, here's what you're dealing with. Well, do we say that, look at the doctor and, you know, act like, you know, we're crazy and say, well, you're a liar. You know, we don't do that, right? 
You know, I remember once when my dad, you know, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but I remember him telling this story. Um, he was diagnosed, he had, he had a melanoma on, on his back, and they had to cut out a big chunk of his back. And I remember I was at Bible school, or maybe I was in South Carolina doing the children's ministry thing when I did that during a time of ministry, but I didn't live here. But he was telling me what happened, and he called me, and he said, hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know the doctor said this. And I was like, okay, well, how are you? And he said, well, I'll just tell you what I said to him. He said, you can go take that chunk of skin you cut out, and you can test it, and you say whatever you want, and you can come back and say whatever you want. But I want you to know I believe the truth that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. Amen. And, you know, they tested it and did all these things, came back. It was malignant. It was, it was actually, I don't know whether it's malignant. I, I don't know those terms, but it was, it was cancerous. And so, they, you know, the doctor's like, you better be concerned. He just laughed at him. He just said, you know, I, I'm just telling you right now, you can say whatever you want to say, but I know what God's word says. He decided to not let the facts render a verdict in his life. He made a choice to say, I'm going to stand on the word of God no matter what it says, whatever the facts say, because I know he knows the whole matter. And there are things I may not even see, but if I'll stand on his truth, truth will prevail. And so in order to win in the courtroom of life, we need to know what the truth is. And so in this series, which I'm just setting up, is we're going to go through line upon line in the Bible, and we're going to see over and over and over again scriptures that teach us that it is God's will for us to be physically healed. It is God's will for us to walk in divine health. You know, I think a lot of times when folks that teach on this, they teach on the healing part because so many people get sick. But ideally, it's the will of God for you to live free from sickness, so you just walk in divine health. And as we study these scriptures and let them get down on the inside of us, and we make a conscious choice to say, I'm going to allow his truth to be my truth source instead of the facts that surround me, it will build faith in us. And, and it will, as you teach on the word, God will confirm his word with signs following you'll begin to see things fall off of your life. You'll begin to see things change. So I would encourage you, you know, as I've been thinking about, the, uh, praying about these Wednesday night services, you know anybody that's struggling with physical problems and sickness? Get them out for these services. Because I'm telling you, well, not only are we going to teach on the Word, but I believe Jesus, as it says in the Word, He will show up and He will confirm His Word with signs following as faith begins to be inspired in people's hearts. So notice Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35, what Jesus said. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away. So what does he say? The facts will change, basically what that says. But my words shall not pass away. If you will stand on truth, the facts will change. And that's something I've said throughout many messages I've preached, and it's just something the Lord spoke to my heart. Faith in God's word will always change the facts. Truth will always prevail when you believe it. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fadeth, but the word of God stands forever. Just an Old Testament truth that Jesus repeated there in Matthew chapter 24. And so truth will change the facts. Last, message, last scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. It says, When you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you did not accept it as the word of men. But even as it is in truth, the word of God. And the word continues to be an energizing force in you who believe. All I wanted to do tonight was simply this. I simply want to encourage you to make a choice that as I attend these Wednesday night services and I get taught the word of God, I am going to receive not what Pastor Tommy says, right? Not what he argues or anything else, but clearly just what the word says, and any expounding of that word that takes place that, that, you know, is just credible, right? 
I'm going to accept that. I'm going to believe that is truth. And what that says will happen when you do that is it says it will energize force in you. What, what kind of force will energize? You know, the Bible talks about faith as one of the forces of God. It will energize your faith. Jesus said, if we have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, we can say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and it'll happen. The situations in your life that you're dealing with, when you choose to allow God's word to come in, it'll energize your faith and it'll work in you to bring about what it is God, ha God wants to do in your life, including in the area of physical healing. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for this first night of establishing first and foremost that your word is truth. So I thank you, Father God, that as we uh, move through this series, you'll bring enlightenment, you'll bring truth to, to, to light for us, and that our eyes will be opened, that there will be countless aha moments that cause our heart and our faith to soar, that cause us to believe what your truth says, that we are healed by Jesus' stripes. So, Father, we just give you praise and thanks tonight that Jesus is our healer. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Well, listen, that, that's all we have for this evening. Uh, we're going to try to keep these to 30 to 45 minutes every night so that you can come and then get back home in time to not be too late. And if you've got kids, you know, you can get them home for school. But I um, do want to remind you, do have offering buckets here if you want to give. You're welcome to do that. But at the end of the day, um, just want to pray, pray a prayer blessing over you. And thank you for coming out tonight. I encourage people to come on out. I just believe that this is the beginning of something good for our church. Amen. And good, for, good, good in, in regard to helping people where life really meets the road, rubber really meets the road. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for each person here. Thank you that you love them. Thank you that you care about them. And I just, pray, I just thank you so much that they, they made a choice in the middle of a busy week to come out tonight. And I pray, Father, that beyond my own ability, beyond anything natural on my side or anybody else's here, that you supernaturally cause them to, as they walk out the doors of this place, really truly believe, I'm better because I came to church today. I'm lifted up. I'm built up. I'm ready to face more this week. And I pray that you'll let your angels camp about them, keep them safe and protected, and bring them back to worship with us again in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for coming out. Hug a few necks, and we'll see you on Sunday. We really hope you enjoyed this message. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, we would love for you to get connected. Just go to gfcva.info to learn more about who we are, how to give to this ministry, or how you can get involved. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.